Left side, his left arm, he's got it heavily bandaged. Right now, Hanson is really taking the fight to Luger. And this is exactly what, oh! Right there, Hanson taking liberties on the referee. Now, is that going to be disqualification? He's going for the lariat! And Luger caught him with one of his own. Hanson was setting for the lariat. Luger caught him with one of his own, but the referee is down. Wait hey, here's hey! Dangerous Dan Spivey at ringside. That's Hanson's protege. Hanson has been teaming with Spivey in Japan. He got the cowbell. Big Dan Spivey here throwing that, that cowbell, that bull rope bell. Spivey came down. That's Hanson's protege. Hanson got the bell on the ref, can't see it. If he takes advantage of it now, we got a new champion. Luger elevates Hanson. The bell comes loose. The referee is still down. Luger taking Hanson face first down. And now Luger says it's time to put 300 plus of the bad man from Burger on my shoulders for the human torture rack. There's the referee is no trying to pull himself up. There's no way he can get him up for the rack. Oh, Hanson caught Luger. He caught him with a lariat. One, two. He got him! He, he got caught him. him with a lariat! My God, Hanson has just become the United States Heavyweight Champion with the lariat! Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the match and new United States Heavyweight Champion, Stan the Lariat Hanson! This crowd. Hope everybody tunes in to the podcast throwback Turn, turnbuckle. turnbuckle turnbuckle throwback i know it i know it because I, it's been done to me so many times but turnbuckle throwback tune in to the podcast on rent em radio out member of the shiny Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media.
It's not close to midnight. Whatever he said in the beginning of that. I, I always open the Halloween shows with um with, with the Halloween theme. I say, you know what, man? Give some give MJ some some love. You know what I'm saying? For episode four hundred and twenty seven of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. We are live to tape, obviously. Um, I am, as always, your gracious and ghoulish host, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Raya, representing the Shining Wizards Network, Rant Entertainment Media, and Dark Satellite Media. How about that? All the media gimmicks. Trick or treat, smell my feet. Don't smell my feet. Let me see what happens. Oh, God, speaking of feet. So we had some terrible rain earlier this week, right? And um, I was schlepping to work. Um, I was a Monday, yeah, Monday or Tuesday. It rained both days. And, uh, you know, it was definitely Monday. It was definitely Monday. So I'm pretty good with dodging puddles, you know? <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I've, I've mastered my path of everywhere, every day where I walk. I'm like, you know what, this, I mean, a lot of my streets here on Staten Island, especially where I live, they're all uneven and hilly. So all these people's properties have, like, Cracks and crevices in them, as all the all the water gets in this. So you don't see so either you walk in the street or you hop over puddles. I was in the gas station parking lot across the street from the bus station, where I get my bus sometimes in the morning, and I fucking sidestepped and I sidestepped into a puddle, both my feet. Oh man, I was so mad. So now I have. I thought I had a extra pair of socks at work in my locker. I took. I I used that extra pair. When I went to Dynamite in Queens a month ago, and I and I just never brought I cleaned them and never brought them back to work because I keep an extra set of clothes in my lock at, at work. So now, I I turn around. I was like, man, this sucks. I got no socks now. I had to wear wet, you know, wet feet all day, right? So I get home, and I have a mat in front of my apartment door. So I put the shoes out there, let them dry out. I wear another pair of shoes to work on Wednesday. So now Thursday, I figured, oh, good, my, I, I felt them, they were dry. No problem. Brand new pair of socks, brand, like spanking new. Put the, put the shoes on, I get to work, I'm, I get, I'm getting settled. I, lo- I, you know, I clock in, I log into my system, my dispatch program, and my, all my, all my, all my uh, websites have to go on and all that stuff, all the work shit. And I, and I smell, like, what the fuck is this smell? Like, it smells like it's mildewy. Like, what's, where's that smell coming from? So I'm thinking maybe, like, my one, one, my uniform didn't dry or something? Like, it has that smell, like, when you leave stuff in the wash machine and you don't dry, it has, like, mildewy smell. What the fuck is that smell? I'm like, I'm smelling my clothes, I'm smelling my bag, I'm smelling my chair, my desk, my, the garbage pail. It's my shoes. They never fully dried. And when I put my feet in there, and my feet don't really stink, but I guess because of, oh, I'm, I'm, my feet were sweating or whatever, or my feet were just reacting to the shoes, the funk that came out of those fucking shoes, I was so mad at myself. So I had a sm- so now I run into the bathroom, now I'm panicking, because I don't want to be the fat guy that smells, I never do. So I panic, I go into the bathroom, I have I have a travel-sized fucking bottle of, of um, or what do you call that gimmick, the uh, Febreze. So when you smell like fat ass, you use Febreze, right? Should be, should be an ad. Hope you're listening, Febreze. I'm spraying my shoes. Right, the soles, the sneakers, everything, nothing. I spray that, and then I have a bottle of a body spray from the 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 male Bath and Body Works body spray. I have a whole set of those things that they're, they're fantastic. Yeah, Bath and Body Works has men's shit. Don't get it twisted. Don't go in there thinking you're just gonna get shit for your lady. You can get stuff for you too. Matter of fact, I got an entire shopping bag full of stuff recently. 
Um, even hand sanitizer, man, manly hand sanitizer. Anyway, I digress. So now my shoes are funky. I come home, take them off, and I'm like, uh, now they're in the hallway. I'm gonna have to like wash them over the weekend, and I don't know. Steps have to put dry sheets in or whatever. I'll try that shit. I don't know, man. So it is what it is. As a matter of fact, give me one second. Give me one second here. So anyway. I had to stop this for a second because I took a phone call, and I'll get into that right now, which I was waiting for this phone call, but I thought I was going to get it a little, a little later. But we'll talk about it, you know. So anyway, that's my story with the with the shoes, and, like, it's been miserable, literally miserable with weather. Um, and now it's just getting cold. You know, it's starting to get cool out. Autumn is awesome. I love autumn. It's hoodie weather, as I, as I like to call it. I got several hoodies last year. Uh, for Christmas, and I bought myself a couple. I got a brand new Kings one I'm rocking right, right now that you saw me in a couple of videos in, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, I love the fall. I've always loved the fall. Even as a little kid, I love the fall. I love this. I love, I love October. Well, as my man Andy says, it's Rocktober. And I, and he does, Andy does 31 days of trivia on, on, on social media every October. If I can get two or three of them before somebody else answers it, I'm good. And I think I got my quarter this year, so I'm pretty good. So... How are you all doing? Obviously, I'm by myself for a reason. I don't want to be by myself. I hate being by myself, but I we promised you an episode this week, and I hate talking shit and not delivering. I I cannot stand doing this by myself anymore, but, you know, um, sometimes I feel like I have an obligation to you guys because you guys listen all the time and you support us, and we love you very much. Um, it was Jay's birthday this week. We were going to celebrate Jay's birthday today. Um, unfortunately, Jay is not here. Uh, Matt Squires, another fantastic photo putting Jay's face on every one of the, I think, I think it was the Wiggles. The man is on vacation on a tropical island. I don't know if he's still there. He's in Hawaii. His wife was posting all these beautiful pictures of, of herself and him, right? And, like, this dude, on his vacation in paradise, is putting up pictures for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. That's dedication, man. That is dedication. I don't know if I'll be able to do stuff. So. Well, I'm a liar. I probably would record a video. Of myself for you guys while I'm on vacation. I think I've done that already, but I don't, not in paradise though. Never made it to Hawaii, but I digress. So, Mr. J, Mr. Big Copper Pump, uh, the birthday boy, is not here. Um, as you all know, it's a shit show here in New York City. We're a couple of days away from the from our mayor, uh, from uh, getting a new mayor, and. Also, it's coming close to the November 1st mandate of all city employees to be vaccinated or be removed, terminated. Um, and I don't want to make this an anti-vax thing. I posted something on social media today, and I didn't get no... I got one person who, who laughed at me, which... Whatever, dude. He was on a fucking farm, and I know him for 40 years, and now he thinks he's a fucking... You know. Anyway, that, that's another story. Um, I posted a video of Mike Rappaport... Uh, you know, White Mike, the Gringo Mandingo, the shit stirrer, the bullshitter, as he says. Um, Mike is super liberal. I, I'm not, uh, but he posted. Some, the, I think Senator Ted Cruz. It was said Ted, uh, Senator Ted Cruz. He um, posted or said something like to. He compared anti getting it. You know, getting vaxxed um, to the Nazi fucking Nazi Germany. I'm like, and I, I fucking, I was like, how do you compare being forced to be vaccinated uh, to comparing it to Nazi Germany killing not hundreds, not thousands, but millions of Jews, right? 
Like, I have friends who have grandparents and great-grandparents who have fucking barcodes on their wrists for the rest of their life because they were in the fucking, uh, the, the, the camps before we, before the war was over, right? And they, and they survived. I couldn't imagine. That's another podcast. I don't want to get too political, but, you know, the mayor, the mayor debate got really heated like last night, night before. You got one mayor who, Curtis Lewa, you got one, um, one candidate, I should say, the Republican candidate, Curtis Lewa, who, who's an absolute shit show. He's a, he's leader of the Guardian Angels. He faked his own, like, demise years ago. And then he really got roughed up by the mob, but he won't talk about that. We know about that because we lived in a neighborhood where he got roughed up. Um... And he's he was a Democrat. Now he's a Republican, which is fine. You know, you're allowed to change parties. It's your right. He's running for mayor. The, the Republicans have no other representation but this guy, right? Which is insane. Then you have Eric Adams, uh, former police officer, um, part of the the Black Police Coalition, uh, all these civil rights groups and stuff like that. He wants to bring the city back to the to the David Dinkins era. And I was in high school at that time, and it was a shit show then. I don't want to be living in the Dinkins era again. <laughs> I don't. So um, I, I'll, I think I'm going to vote for. I'm going to vote locally for the politicians here on Staten Island, and I may just write in a, a write in a candidate, or I'll if there's an independent running. I didn't see anything, but if there is, I'll probably. I don't know what I'm going to do. But anyway, we're short. People are short. The city is losing. City employees by the by the day. There are tons of city workers who just don't want to get vaccinated. They refuse, and they're being forced to, and they're, getting, they're quitting their jobs. I got a friend. He's on the sanitation, like Jay. He's got almost 20 years in, and he's quitting. He's got almost 20 years in for his, for his pension, and he's quitting because he doesn't want to get the vaccination. That's his right, you know, and, I'm not, and I don't want to make this, you know— but don't compare anti-vax to fucking to Nazi Germany. That's just insane. If you don't want to get the shot, don't get the shot. Just know that if you live in New York, it's mandated. If you're a city worker, if you're a hospital employee, civil service, you have to do it, right? I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I said this to my sister the other day, who's not only is my sister anti-vax, but she pulled out her younger her three her three two younger children out of school, um, because. She doesn't want them to get, you know, where she lives. She doesn't want them to get the vaccination either. So she's going to homeschool them. And she was like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't have enough. There's not enough evidence. There's not this. There's not that. It's always, it's always somebody's fault. I'm like, I just don't want to sit here and argue with family and friends about who's, whose fault it is. There are a lot of people who are losing their jobs. And now the city's backed up. There's bags upon bags of garbage outside on city blocks. There's rats and mice piling up and roaches. Um... EMS, the field that I'm in, emergency services, we're putting out more trucks on Monday because the fire department is losing people as well. So the fire department who runs the 911 system here in New York City is asking for our help in this. So Presby's going to put some buses out. Um, MTA is short. Everybody's short. And, and it's just it's not a good time right now in New York. So whoever's on duty, raising my hand, you don't see it. I have to put roll up the sleeves and, and, you know, bust my ass, so. Which is why Jay's not here. Jay is mandated. Jay is a sanitation worker. Jay, Jay literally just called me and said, Phil, I don't know what's going on. He wanted to try to do it remotely from home, 
But by the time he gets home, he if he's working, he's working 12, 15 hours a day. By the time he gets home at seven o'clock, by the time he gets settled, if the kid he has the he has his, his girlfriend's kids there, it's like it's a fucking it's a nightmare. So I said, don't worry about it. I'm gonna take the L this time. I'll take one for the team. I will be doing something, and I had this in my I I wrote this out earlier this week, thinking he was gonna get mandated. I, and we didn't. We didn't really discuss it, really. We were texting all week, but we really didn't discuss it until yesterday. He texted me. He's like, yo, I don't know. I'm getting mandated again today, and I'll probably get mandated tomorrow. So I said, keep me posted, you know, whatever it is. He's calling me. He's apologizing. I don't, I feel bad. Da-da-da. It's like, it's not like you fucking just walked away. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 work, family comes first. We all know that. Your livelihood comes first. It's just a podcast. Um, so you have to put that into perspective and be like, all right, you know what? Take take the L. It's it's the birthday boy, so I'm gonna, that's my present to him this year. I'm going to do a fucking solo show. I don't want to do a solo show. <laughs> and I don't know how long I'm going to go, but it is what it is. So I hope everybody's having a good week. New York is not. Um, and it's only going to get worse. I'm, you know, it's uh, prices have been sky high for, for food, for fuel. Um, there is a shortage of aluminum for cans. People buying canned goods and just stocking their shelves. Um, I went to buy ch- ground meat last two weeks ago, and it was like fucking fourteen dollars for a, like for a, for a small package, like a pound and a half. I used to pay fourteen dollars for a family pack, which is like two or three of those in one big thing. You know, you you break it up, you have like three meals out of it. Not so much now. So now, what do you do? You know. So uh, it's a rough time right now, and I don't want to get. I don't want to get too political. I, you know, I don't care what you do. It's your body. It's your life. But don't compare it to Nazi Germany. Don't compare it to being a socialist. Don't, don't compare it to anything but you. If you don't want to do it, whatever the reason, you don't want to put something in your body, right? That's a good. That's a. That's the main reason why a lot of people, like my, a lot of people, my friends and my family, don't want to do it, right? Then there's people who have religious uh, reasons, right? And uh, if I don't know what religion disallows you from getting a vaccination, but if you have that religion, then that's that's your right, right? Then there are people who are medically not clear to get it, which still baffles me. Where people are getting flu shots, but I can't get the, I can't get the vaccination. So you'll inject yourself with the flu every year because it's a different strain of the flu, basically. But you don't want to get a vaccination. I don't know. I I got it because I don't want to die. If I lived in Montana or North Dakota or Colorado or somewhere where I can have a house or an apartment that's not close to anybody else, and I have to travel when I and I, when I even when I travel, I'm not crowded, congested with 14 million people in 230 something countries, then maybe I wouldn't get the shot. And I work in healthcare, okay? But because of, because of where I live and what I do for work. I'm in a hospital every day. I'm surrounded by people every fucking day. I work in the busiest borough of the five boroughs in New York City. And on top of that, I use mass transit every fucking day. Okay? Four hours a day I use mass transit. Two hours to and from. Depending on a day, three and a half. So, that's why I got it. And I got the fucking booster shot. So, there you go. I'm all it up. Okay? Am I worried? I'm always worried. Am I scared? I've I've never been this scared in my entire life. Never. I've never been this scared in my entire life. Be perfectly honest with you. I'm scared every time I leave the house. I don't let it bother me, 
you know. I live on an, I live on the, I live on Staten Island where it's very very fucking Republican. I just left the barber shop, right? Went to see my barber. Got my got my head shaved, my face all shaped up. It's Fresh to Death Friday again. You know, bringing that back. I haven't been there in a couple of weeks. So now I, you know, these guys in the barber shop, they're great guys by the way, and they're all like talking about the the you know the, the election coming up on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, and they're like you know yeah Curtis Lee, and they're all like. Hard Republican. There's one dude with his man bun and his military outfit. He was like, "Yeah, I'm not getting. I'm not." And he had a city job. He was like, I ain't going back to work. Fuck those guys. And I'm not getting the shot. Okay, that's fine. Okay, but now your lifestyle is, you know, it's not your lifestyle no more. I can't walk away from a job that I've had for almost 16 years and a profession I've had for 22, going on 23. Right. At 47, I can't see myself starting a new career. I don't know. Maybe in a year I'll go back to school. Maybe maybe I'll take some courses. Maybe I'll do do something else. I don't know. I'm not inspired, sadly, to do anything else right now because this is all I know since I'm 17 years old. So I don't know. I don't have. I don't know anything else. Okay. So I don't want to. You know, do I live a lavish lifestyle? No. I'm. I live check to check. Literally half of my check every month, half of my paychecks every month go to rent. And a couple of utilities that I have. Okay? So it's like half my money goes to living. That's not counting groceries. Okay? And travel. Okay? But half my trap goes to that shit. So yeah, I'm not living a, a lavish lifestyle. I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment just getting by. Hoping that, you know, things get better. And I'm not one of these fucking tree-hugging hippies either. You know, I, I, I'll lean to the left with certain things. I'll lean to the right with certain things. Because at the end of the day, um, I grew up with with some values that reflect how I take care of myself now as an adult. I'm not saying all the things I learned as a kid uh, come out and, you know, some of them, some of them are not practiced very well. But, you know, in the same light, you know, you live among a lot of people. And it's just, you know, and this has always been a democratic state, so it's like, you know, everybody says, oh, New York, they, they make fun of New York. Meanwhile, meanwhile, all the money moves through New York. All the money, all the prestige, all the fucking, I mean, even like Hollywood people, actors, actresses, you know, they all come to the East Coast, you know, it's like mus- uh, musicians, like, I'm not saying California is not, not known for that either, but like, the, everything everything moves through here. Money moves through here. Entertainment moves through here. Sports, you have the greatest sports team in in the world, the New York Yankees, and I'm I'm a Mets fan, I'm admitting that. But the Yankees are the most expensive franchise in sports and they're the most popular. Okay? You have the greatest arena, Madison Square Garden, home of the Knicks and the Rangers. Jimmy Dolan's a dick face, but he's but the Rangers and the Knicks are still there. The Rangers are doing well, so are the Knicks so early in their seasons, respectively, right? You got Brooklyn, you got the New Jersey Nets. Who now Brooklyn? The Brooklyn Nets, right? Who used to be the Long Island Nets? If you go back to Dr. J in the ABA days, right? Then you have that, and then there's their main, there's one of their star players is refusing to get vaxxed. so the league don't want them to play. People are protesting. We had over fifteen thousand uh, city workers down at City Hall the other day protesting, and it looked like a shit show down there, you know, because people are losing their minds, you know. And my first thought was, if we can get together like this for that cause, why can't we get together every every other time? When it's when it's not as bad out, right? When when life isn't that bad, why can't we all still get together as a, as a as a uh, as a 
as a country and pull together and, and take care of issues that are pressing in this country. In New York, we have, I, I don't know, I believe I was, re- hold on, let me pull up this New York Times article. I was just reading the Times before. Um, you know, one of the main things here in New York City, uh, after these two guys were slinging words and they were calling to the names, we have a bad homeless problem here in New York City. You have almost 50,000 homeless people, okay? 15,000 of them are children, okay? And as of August, over 18,000 are adults, okay? It, it's, you know, it. since this guy's been in office, this de Blasio guy, I mean, the, the fucking, it's over, almost 60, 70% of the uh, shelters have, have been incapacitated of people with with people inundated with people um so and you know education's a shit show here you know healthcare is always a shit show my my main my main platforms as a voter is healthcare and education right and i was telling my sister this the other day i was like you know i said there hasn't been an administration in 20 years that gave that much a shit about healthcare. Like Obama tried, failed miserably. He had a vision. Didn't work out for him, not so much very you know. But like there's so many things that are wrong and I, I don't I don't it, again this is a wrestling podcast, so I don't want to get into this, but now it's about myself and getting a philatorial as well. So I guess we'll call this a philoweeny torial or philo philator no, I don't know. A Halloween philatorial. I don't know what the fuck we'll call it. We'll call it something because it's fucking turnbuckle throwbacks. You know we do whatever we want here. But I just, you know, there are a lot of things that I just lean to one side about. And it's, you know, when I was a kid, I was anti-government. I was anti-cop. I was anti-everything. The neighborhood I lived in was corrupt. Politicians corrupted. Local politicians were corrupt. The fucking cop. There's only one precinct in my fucking, in my, in my, in my, in my sector of Queens. Shit show. Those guys were fucking, half of them were on the take anyway as kids, right? Bullshit. Okay, and then I got this punk rock attitude, and punk rock is anti everything, anti establishment, anti everything. But then I I chose life healthcare as a fucking profession, and then I had friends who became law enforcement, and family who became law enforcement, and friends and family who were in the military, and then you become an adult, and you pay taxes, and you start looking at where you live, and you move, and even place I lived in I lived in South Brooklyn for a couple of years, and then I moved back to Queens again. Then I came out here. But there is so many things that happen, and, and you grow up and you evolve as a person. Even if you evolve to a Democrat or a Republican or an independent like me, you you evolve as a person. And if you don't, and if you don't take care of it on on a grassroots level, it's it's never going to do anything. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, Biden can't talk. He can't do this. He can't do that." Biden's a fucking puppet, man. They're just warming him up for Harris. My opinion, you know, and he's better than the other guy. The less the lesser of two evils, my opinion. But again, I I, I didn't say he's my guy because I haven't had a solid candidate in years to vote for. You know, a couple of guys locally. That's another thing, man. If you go down a block and you ask my neighbors who their fucking politicians are without getting the paraphernalia in the mail every day now, nobody knows who the fuck their congressperson are. Nobody knows who's running for borough president. No one knows who Mark Murphy is and uh, and and all these other and, and Vito Labella and all these other guys. They don't know who these people are. 
Okay, and if you do, then you're then you're good, and you want to take care of your neighborhood. You want to take care of your, your your borough, and eventually you want to send people to Washington who are going to do the right thing by you and your and your state. Our former governor is on the front page of the Post this morning because he likes to fucking be a douchebag and 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 harass women sexually, and now he's probably going to get arrested. He quit a couple of months ago. Now he's going to get arrested because now more allegations are coming out. So it doesn't look good where I live, <laughs> you know, but in the same breath, you have to be like, what the fuck is going on with this country? You know, what the actual fuck is going on with this country? And I feel like if we if we as a country took care of everything grassroots and locally first, everything else would fall into place. Would we still be in debt? Sure we would because we, we spend more money than we make. It's common fact. That's what the country does. The country always did that. We we print more money than we make. That's how it goes. We're never going to be not in debt. Okay. Can we take care of healthcare and take care of our veterans and the homeless people? Why not? Why can't we do that? You know. Why can't we implement better education? Of uh, why can why can't we implement more things with education into the system? Because we're like the thirty seventh or thirty eighth dumbest country in the world and the richest. How is that? How do we have the most money in the world, but we're the dumbest country in the same breath? Again, these are all things that that bother me every four years. So I'm just, I'm over it, you know? But it's not going to deter me from celebrating Halloween or trying to be a good human, good citizen, a good brother, uh, a good uncle, a good son, a good partner, a good any a good everything. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna deter me from my, my, my or coworker. It's not gonna deter me from being who I am. Okay? And I'm not saying you have to think the way I think or act the way I act or vote the way I vote because you don't. And that's the beauty of this country. People died for that right for you for you to vote. People died to save this country. From world wars, from fucking from disease, from everything. And as if, even if, even as we try to um, flatten this pandemic that that was been going on now for almost two years, you know the the country is still needs to be more mindful and have some social conscience of who the fuck we are. You know we don't have an identity no more. You know what I'm saying? Like they, you know, other countries laugh at us. You know, which is sad. Um. And you can have that I don't care gung ho American flag attitude about it, because let's face it, that's who we are. We're America. We pound our chest. You know, we're we're we know we're we're the best. And it's like, eh, we're not. And there's this line that I draw because of who I what I do for work is like I do the grunt work. Emergency services. We do shit that no one else can do or wants to do. Okay. We're the, we, we, we literally, when they say frontline workers, we are the frontline workers. Nurses, doctors, paramedics, EMTs, uh, dispatchers, you know, anybody in that, in that division, okay? We are the frontline. So we went from being, you know, we went from being needed to now expendable. Certain, you know, because we have we if we want to keep our jobs, we have to get the vaccine. So we went we went from uh, 
you know, being that too expendable, which is sad. And I'm sad for my coworkers. I'm sad for people I don't even know that are losing their jobs as well. I just, anybody who loses their lifestyle in this day and age, in this, where you can barely afford to live out here anymore. You know what I'm saying? So you put yourself out there and, you know, it's just sad. (laughs) So if you live locally, make sure you vote. No matter where you vote, just make sure you vote. And make sure you take care of your own neighborhoods. Look at the people who are running for Congress and um, who are running for borough presidents and, and look who's running for assembly people, persons. Because um, these are people who are important and they're going to send people to Washington and do the right thing, right? Um, and just try to restore some dignity into this country. Let's restore some dignity to my city. My city is a fucking shell of what it used to be. I'm embarrassed to live here, you know? I'm embarrassed to live here. This city is not the city I grew up in, okay? Um, we had more heart. We had more grit. When shit got bad, we rolled our fucking sleeves up. We take care of things. Now, as a as a as a healthcare first responder, I'm forced to do that, and I don't mind because I've been doing it for 22 years. I don't mind doing the grunt work. That's who I am. The blue collar scholar, as they call me, the heavyweight primate. That's me, right? I'm the guy. Okay, I don't mind that though. I'm I'm not I'm not getting on anybody. I'm not this. I'm get off, I'll get off the soapbox in a minute. But I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm definitely not that guy. You know, I'm the guy who gives a shit about his borough, about his about his city, about his family, his friends, his job, and I give a shit about the country. But I can't change it alone. I need help. And whether you're right, you're left, you're indifferent, be something. Be a voice. You know, do what CM Punk does on wrestling. Be the voice of the voiceless, you know. There are so many people that we need to advocate for. The homeless, the veterans, the schools, the hospitals. These are people we need to advocate for, okay. I'm not saying, you know, the the way we handle our immigration here, okay. We have to handle that better too, okay. You know, it's like you, people are mad because, you know, we handle that, that, that too poorly. No matter who's the mayor or who's the governor. You know what I'm saying? So just represent, man. The hardcore scene always says it. Hip-hop says it. Represent, represent, represent. Represent your, your uh, you know, your hood, your... Your city, your state, your country. I'm sure this is going on in other countries that listen to the show. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what, on what level. I don't live there, but I'm sure you're you're going through some shit in your country too. You know, so you know what? You're not one person, but you could be a voice. You know, and and you can advocate for things that are important to you that you think that are important to your city, state, country, right? You can be that person, you know. Um, it's not always glamorous. You're definitely not going to get the results you want. Maybe not ever. But at least you can die trying knowing that you made, you tried to make a difference, you know. And I feel like not people just – like I, I, I know so many people, I don't care. 
I don't care. I, every, every time you say something, oh, you, you're going to vote? I don't care. You're going to go to that rally? I don't care. Why? Why don't you? Because it, it, it's not going to help anything. And I had the same attitude. That's not going to help anything. Everybody's corrupted to an extent. But the more people that get involved, maybe that won't happen all the time. You don't, you don't know until you try it. I'm not saying it's going to do anything. It, I don't know it. I, I can't. I can't. I don't. I'm not a fucking mind reader. I'm. I'm not. I'm not Miss Cleo. I'm not. I'm not psychic friends. You know. I just know that. You know. We're having a hard time right now. This country's having a hard time right now, and it's not just in New York either. You know. Um. And it's not just one person's fault. So you know, I love how when the gas prices go, oh, it's the president's fault. Oh, it's a shortage in aluminum. Ah, it's the president's fault. Like, come on. There's a lot of finger pointing here. Let's point the finger at more than one person and address the issues. It sounds easy. It's not. But if more people did it, you know, I think I said this a couple times, only 44% of this country votes. So 44% of 300 million people give a shit. That's it. Those other people? I don't know. I don't care. That's everywhere. 44% of 300 million people. I don't get that. Like, how would you, how do you not want to take care? You take care of your home. You take care of your family. You take care of the people you, around you, you love and care about. Why can't you take one more step and, and make sure that this place is going to be better for our generations? I don't have children of my own. I don't. I raised a son who, by the way, is a an honor student as of this morning. Again, he killed it, my hammer. He's a fucking good, wonderful, good soul. He's a good human. He He's good to animals. He loves children. And he's just a good kid. And he's an, a math honor student. He's an 88 average student. And I sat on the corner of my barbershop when I got the text and I openly wept because that's the generation. I died tomorrow. Me, his mom, his dad, his aunts, uncles, grandparents. It takes a village. We instilled that in him. So I want him to carry that. And I said to him today, don't never settle. Always try to be better. He's like, oh, I got an 83 in chemistry. And I didn't even t- I couldn't even pass chemistry. I couldn't even, I I could barely do long division in high school. Okay. But he's an 88 average student. Okay. In two more years, he keeps those grades up. He can go to any college he wants to in 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 the plan in the world. Okay. So like if if I did anything in this life, that's my that's my my contribution was raising my that kid, my son Michael. That handsome, fucking smart young man to the mark that he is, because I don't care. He just loves us as much as we do now. And that's my legacy. That's my legacy. The podcast, it'll be here when I'm gone because it's all audio documented, some video, right? But I never, like I said, I never had children of my own. And, uh,. I got to tell you, man, it's a scary fucking place out there. But this kid, he just perseveres. His lifestyle is, his life is broken. 
He goes from parent to parent. He's, it's not very stable, but it works. And he's just, he's adapted. And that's what I had to do at 14 years old. I had to adapt. I had to be aware of my environment. And it took me a little harder to do what he did. But he doesn't have to work that hard. Because it comes easy to him. And I'm so blessed. You know? So if you have children, okay? If your children are having children, as I know a couple of you are grandparents already, okay? If your children are having children, that's the legacy. It doesn't start and end with your home. It doesn't start and end with the spirituality. Yeah, you're a good Christian. You go to church or you're good, you know, you're, you know, you're, you go to synagogue or you go to, or you go to temple, you, you know. So it's like you're, it, it doesn't, it doesn't start and end with your house, and spirituality, and your life, your, your your family, it starts with grassroots after that. Get involved in your communities, taking care of business, and making sure you're leaving something for that, for that, for that son, daughter, grandchild. You know what I'm saying? Niece, nephew, I have nieces and nephews, okay? I don't care if they're homeschooled, if they're schooled. They, they, they're balanced, young, good-looking, very intelligent fucking children. And that's a credit to my sister and my brother-in-law. Okay? So it's like you can't... You can't put a price on that. You, we could be... I was... I wasn't poor when growing up, but we didn't have a lot. You know? So we, 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 we white-trashed it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm proud of that. Because it taught me to not take advantage of, of people and things and be mindful and to appreciate what you have. When the country doesn't do that, it becomes a shit show. It does. It becomes a fucking shit show. So what do you do? You persevere. You work at it. That's what you do. You persevere and you work at it. I can remember just times where I had this conversation with with uh, the ex-wife or who's super left, cousins, friends. And I don't discuss politics and religion anymore with people. It just I posted that Michael Rapport thing this morning because I was so angry that someone and I have nothing against Ted Cruz. I don't care if he's a Republican or a Democrat. I I don't care. I know he's not a I know he's not very popular in certain places here. But like to say that, to compare that to Nazi Germany is like, come on, man. That's a fucking reach. <laughs> Straight up a reach. So uh it's safe to say that, you know, we're gonna end this year rough. We'll get through the holidays. Holidays are coming, Thanksgiving, Christmas. We're going to get through it. And I hope the country can persevere. I hope the city, I hope my city and state can persevere. I hope that we can look back on this and say, oh, remember that era? Remember the de Blasio era? You remember the fucking Dinkins era? Remember the Giuliani era? Ugh, that guy, right? You remember, you know, all these things. Do you remember when, um, when Curtis Lewa was mayor or Eric Adams was mayor? We'll find out. A couple of days. But see that these are the things that, you know, when you get through it, and you and it's a badge of honor. It's a badge of courage, man. You lived, you went through it. You did it. And you didn't compromise. I told that to my son too today. Don't compromise. You know, don't. Just keep, don't, just strive every day to be better. You got an 83 on chemistry? Go for the 85 next next quarter. Quarter after that, go for the fucking 90. Go for the 100. 
No one gets really 100, but go for the 90, go for the 95, go for the 90. Go, just go for it. Even if you fail and pass, even if you fail to get the number you want, but you still passed it. My mom was, my mom was good like that. She's like, you know, I got a 65 in math. She's like, well, you passed, right? You know? You know, and she didn't really encourage me to do better, but she knew I tried, you know? And I had some people in my ear doing that, you know, when I was a kid, aunts, uncles, cousins. Yo, you could do that. Yo, do better. My dad was like that. My dad is fucked up as he was. My dad built, you know, he would build a house with his friends for funsies. And the bigger the house, the bigger the windows, you know? Uh, he would just add shit to my aunt's home. Like, the, the restored, you know, landmark of a home that she's now, she's now, now she's actually going to retire and move down south. But he actually added shit to the house. Like, like an extension and, you know, but restored it to where it looked 100 years ago, you know? So... Striving to be better. That's the top, that's that's the that's the season I'm in right now. Let's just just be better, you know. And I always just, I used to end uh, every episode with the Jerry Springer thing, you know. Take care of yourselves, each other. You know, don't get the clap and get arrested. I mean, I joke about it too, but I mean that. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And if you do that more than you usually do, shit's gonna work out. Maybe not to your liking. But it'll work out to the point where you can coexist and be and do the right thing. All right. I'm off the soapbox. I'm done. I'm going to take a quick break. And we're going to plug our friends. And then we're going to come back and fucking do some shit. We're going to talk some wrestling. Because I have some wrestling news to talk about. This is a wrestling podcast. But it's also philatorial. So, happy Halloween. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. When it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday anywhere you get podcasts. 
podcast at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? This is former WCW wrestling star Glacier. Make sure to tune in to Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, that big pain in the butt choppy. So make sure you tune in before blood runs cold on you. <laughs> yes, yes, I know you're hungry. Ah, and here comes dinner. Feel Alice Cooper. I was having a conversation with Steph this morning. She doesn't like Halloween, right? She hates Halloween. She hates dressing up. She hates being scared. And I'm like, you know, I'm a big horror movie guy. I know a lot of you guys that listen to the podcast, you're all horror movie. Uh, Chunky Larry and there's Eric and, of course, uh, Mr. Lou Rodriguez. And there's, there's a bunch of you guys that love, love, love horror movies. I didn't dislike them as a kid. I just didn't. You know, wasn't my favorite, right? I watch I, as as I got older, I watched them get laid because all the girls were like, "Oh my god, I'm scared!" Jump my and jump my arms, you know, and then take care of business. But anyway, Turnbuckle Throwbacks episode four hundred and twenty-seven. It's a Halloween vibe. We're going. We got going on here. Um, and I'm you know responding to texts. Um, here's my boy. Uh, here's a woogie. He's chilling. He's laying on the couch. He, that's his new thing now. When Jay and I are recording, he comes out here and hangs out on the couch with us. He'll sit next to Jay now, like Jay's his best friend. <laughs> he won't sit down until Jay pets him. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, yeah, it's Halloween. I love Halloween. I love, you know what's the best day? is November 1st, when all that candy goes half off. You go get yourself a nice bag of Kit Kats and peanut M&Ms. I'm a fat bastard. Some uh, peanut butter cups, you know, some fucking... 
You know what? I almost bought this morning, and I was I didn't want to because I was like I didn't, I can't eat all this candy. Uh, I love uh, what do you call it? Peanut chews. But you know, when I was a kid, they only had the red red label, and I was like the dark chocolate, which was fine. I I I don't like really like dark chocolate, but only like when it comes to jelly rings and like peanut chews. But they have a they have a milk chocolate one. This and it's it's very rare you see them. But this guy, this uh, this uh, this Aki um, bodega, my man Aki, and he's good people. It's like a smoke shop slash bodega. He sells all like the paraphernalia for your the bongs and shit, and he sells like the 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 homemade uh, cigarette stuff where you roll your own cigarettes, not weed, like real cigarettes. Like he sells like tobacco, like you buy off the fucking Indian reservation, you know. But anyway, all right. So the the throwback was supposed to be, um, what you call was supposed to be Halloween Havoc '96, and I watched it again yesterday. I was like, oof. And now I know why Jay picked it. But it was a couple months after the big turn and Piper makes his return to wrestling. It's it's pretty the the ending was alright, you know. But if you listen to the opening of the show, I opened up with my favorite Halloween Havoc moment, which was uh fucking Stan Hansen beating Lex Luger for the US title with some help from his protege, they said Stan Spivey. Um But I was pulling up Cultaholic and uh, they had the ten best Halloween Havoc matches. So let's do this. Well, I'll, I'll go over them real quick, and then we'll go. Over, then we'll, we'll uh, review Halloween Havoc from this year. Um, number ten from '95, Rick Flair and Sting versus Arn Anderson and uh, and Brian Pillman. That was a good match. I enjoyed that. Um, let's see. I have to go through this. You have to go to the next. You have to hit next. They don't have like a list. You can't scroll. Um, number number nine. Uh, Steve Austin versus Dustin Rhodes. I think it was for the U.S. title, I believe. That was um, Halloween Havoc 91. That was a good match. Yeah, it was for the U.S. title, if I'm remembering right. I would just if I, I just scroll down and read it. <laughs> so, so it won't be wrong. <laughs> um, number eight, Flair versus Hogan in a cage from 94. Um, that was when Hogan first came in. Mr. T was enlisted as the special guest referee. Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan, Booker Man, what are you doing? Um, number seven, Lex Luger versus Flying Brian. I believe that was also for the U.S. title. Yes, it was. Was it? Um, yes. No, 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 no. Uh, Luger was cha- was Luger champion in 89? No, he was U.S. He was, I think he was champion. Uh, yeah, it was. A, all right, he was U.S. champion. Luger had good matches that year, like Ricky Steamboat, Sting, and then, of course, Pillman was coming up, so it was for, it, fucking two U.S. title matches on this thing so far. Giving the U.S. title some love. I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, number six, the Steinens versus the Nasty Boys from Halloween Havoc 90. One of my favorite matches of all time, actually. Um, and I hate the Nasty Boys, but this was a great... The, 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 the Nasty Boys? By the way, uh, Brian Knob is doing way better after his knee surgery. Uh, he lost, like, 60 pounds. Good for him. I'm glad he's recovering well. Never a big fan of the Nasty Boys, but they had, and I mentioned this on the podcast, they had great chemistry with the Steiner Brothers. Way good. This match was fucking awesome. They brawled in the aisles. They used concession stands and all the gimmicks. Um, Speaking of gimmicks, Kyoko, our friend Kyoko posted, she has like ghouly nails. She had nails done like ghouls and ghosts and shit. And I said, nail gimmicks. And she wrote back, ese mono. So shout out to Kyoko. I haven't seen her in a minute. I hope she's well. Um, let's see. Number five. 
uh, from nineteen ninety six, the opening match of ninety six, Rey Mysterio versus Dean Malenko for the Cruiserweight Championship. This match went like a half hour. It was good, man. These guys had great chemistry. Uh, Dean Malenko did win the match, but uh, you know, this was at one point Dean took his mask at another event. It was on a Nitro or another pay per view or something like that. Ray took that mask back because Dean brought it to ringside. Ray took the mask back and put it on during the match. So that was pretty dope. He uh, Dean hits a second rope, like a second rope, the uh, a doctor bomb to to regain the title. So that was a really good fucking match. Go 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 out of your way and watch that. That's a good match from 1996. Um, number four, Cactus Jack versus Vader. I believe that's 1993, which is where I thought Jay was gonna go. This was this was a Texas. Uh, it was spin the wheel, make the deal. Vader spun. It was a Texas Death Match. Um, this was not entitled. He was a champion, I believe, at the time. But uh, that was a good fucking match too, man. Crazy. Um, yeah, I think I think even Holly Race hit Cactus with a taser too. Um, number three. Uh, I think I'm gonna watch this today. Halloween Havoc '89 from Philly. I think it was Philly. Sting and Ric Flair versus Terry Funk and the Great Muda in the Thunderdome Steel Cage. Um, who was the special guest referee? Bruno Sammartino, baby. Um, good, good. St- I'm going to watch that today, actually. That's what I'm going to do after I'm done with the podcast. I'm going to watch Halloween Havoc 89. Maybe I'll watch, just wait till Halloween and watch it. Number two, Diamond Dallas Page versus Goldberg, 1998. We actually did this, did this uh, last year, the year before. We covered this match. And I know we, myself, Jay, Choppy, we've all talked about how uh, our love and admiration for for DDP and how he came up and, you know, after Hogan and Warrior that year fucking stunk the joint out. Um, and Bret Hart Forge thinking that, was, that wasn't as bad, but DDP and Goldberg, and I, and I hate putting Goldberg in this light, but he basically saved that pay-per-view. So, good match, though. Uh, Goldberg... Shook off a diamond cutter and fucking retained the title with the jackhammer. So, it is what it is. But, it's better than the fucking Hogan Note Warrior shit, I can tell you that. And number one, of course, is the, probably the greatest, um, the greatest, uh, Halloween Havoc match of all time. And uh, Rey Mysterio making the cut again in 97 with the purple fucking question mark gear versus, um, Eddie Guerrero for the for the for the cruiserweight title and Ray's mask was on the line as well, so that was uh fantastic. It was just good, you know. But any fear you had about Ray Mysterio was like you know put to bed, right? So this year NXT was uh doing a to Halloween NXT now runs Halloween Havoc, so we'll go over it real quick. Let's see. It was a scareway to hell match for the women's tag team championship. Um, your new champions are Toxic Attraction. They beat Io Shirai and uh, Zoe Stark and Hartwell and Parada to become the new tag team champions. Um, Joe Gacy versus uh, Malik Blade in a Halloween Havoc. Uh, I don't know. It was like a costume thing or whatever. Gacy wins by pinfall. He's a good wrestler. It's just a cr- weird gimmick. Um, Diamond Mine Pick Your Poison Roderick Strong versus Odyssey Jones Roddy beats big the big man with a pinfall um, I don't know uh, Trick or Treat Street Fight for the NXT Women's Title uh, Puerto Rican China Raquel Gonzalez defending against 
the new Mandy Rose. Uh, now her partners just won the, the tag straps, and she becomes world champion, women's champion in NXT. Will texts me all day, like, she's fucking smoking. I like her as a brunette, by the way. She's fucking smoking hot. So she won the title. Um, it was good. I mean, Mandy Rose couldn't couldn't cut it on fucking Raw for some reason. They sent it to NXT, and now she's excelling. Carmelo Hayes uh, survives Dexter Loomis. Um, and then um, Solo Sokoa takes out Grayson Waller. Um, put himself, yeah, it was whatever. It is what it is. And then for the uh, NXT Lumberjack, uh, Lumberjack O'Lantern tag team title match, MSK versus Imperium. Imperium defeats MSK to become the new NXT World Tag Team Champions. Um, yeah, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel should be world champions. <laughs> Nothing against MSK, but they they just they're they're a class above. Um, and of course for the NXT Championship, Tommaso Ciampa defeats uh, Braun Breaker, who's uh, Rick Steiner's kid. Um, Ciampa dressed up like fucking uh, what's that that video game? Um, I'm trying to think now, what the fuck? Um, oh come on, man! What the hell? What the hell did he come out with? Kratos was that fucking God of War? I think it was. That's he came out with that gear. Looked fucking amazing. So good with that. I didn't watch AEW. Um, I do have the results here, though. Um, no, I don't want to look at that anymore. Let's see. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Announced they had CM Punk versus Bobby Fish. Eight-man tag, Dark Order versus the Elite. TNT Championship. I did watch the Sammy Gravala match. I'm a liar. Against Ethan Page. That was good. The TBS tournament match, championship tournament match, Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb. And then the world title eliminated match with Jonah Moxley versus uh, Preston Vance. Let's see here. Punk beats Fish with the go to sleep. Um, MJF. Running his mouth. He beats uh, Donovan. And then, you know, the whole thing with Sting and Darby Allen. That's going to explode. Yeah, Ethan Page versus Sammy Guevara was good. And then uh, Scorpio Sky and the crew comes out. Then, of course, you... It comes in a circle, and that's going to set up a match with them at the pay-per-view. Um, I think Deeb did beat She-Ra, right? No, she no she did beat Deeb, but Deeb attacked her afterwards. And then Jerry Lynn broke it up. Um, Moxley versus Preston Vance. I don't know about that. Moxley beats Vance, and he should have. Um, Malachi Black and Andre Ilidio attack Cody. Pac makes the save. That's going to set up a tag match. I'm so sick of Cody. And the Dark Order did defeat the Elite. Hangman Adam Page came out and uh, dressed as a Stay Puft man because the the uh, the Elite dressed up as Ghostbusters. I just thought that was pretty cool. So, so Page is all set for his title match. I think November thirteenth. So I'm excited about that too. But what I really want to talk about is ROH. Um. So, Wednesday they they dropped this tweet and then a press release that effective immediately they would have seized operations as a full-time company. Uh, COO Joe Koff, who's an executive at Sinclair who owns owns Ring of Honor, held a Zoom call for talent explaining the specifics that included everyone from being released from their contract 
Not everyone from the roster, per se, was on the call, but which left multiple people, including top talent, unaware of the massive change. And then this is, I'm reading the Sports Illustrated article, they confirmed from multiple sources, blah, 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 blah. Um, multiple contracts that were expiring on or, or before March 31st of next year will be paid out the duration of the deal, which, I, okay, that's cool. Extending beyond March 31st will necess- necessitate individual meetings between talent and Sinclair management for terms of a buyout. So basically, of course, the internet breaks. Oh, ROH is closing. Vince should buy it. Uh, AEW is going to pick up all the talent. I heard everything. I heard all of it. Uh, Vince should buy the library. Apparently, the library has been up for sale for a minute. I'm, I can't confirm that. I just read that. But in in theory, Ring of Honor is just rebranding. I think Sinclair lost a couple of bucks to be between COVID and then and, and the re the rebrand the 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 reconnecting with the world. Sinclair is not a fucking they 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 own they they're very rich. Sinclair they have a lot of money. So Ring of Honor is not short of money per se, but if you have an investment and you're losing money, either you cut your losses or you re or you retool. Every big company goes through this. They rebrand, they redo things, they you know they they try to reinvent the wheel. Ring of Honor is not going out of business. Okay, the Briscoes just showed up on in, in, in Game Changer. They won the straps last week or two weeks ago. Banditos scheduled to appear on. Uh, game changer as well. I'm sure uh, Brody Lee and uh, Brody Lee showed up at, at Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Chris Dickinson's all over the place. Homicide's all over the place. They're all doing their thing. I'm sure Jonathan Gresham will wind up somewhere, which I hope he get, does because he's fucking phenomenal. Jay Lethal, Matt Taven, all these guys will have jobs. It's not a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal if you if you don't have a job, but it's a, not a big deal if you can get work. I'm not too mad at that. I'm not too mad at that at all. Because you know what, it's if you can bring it back, and next year is the 20th anniversary, which we're going to be doing some Ring of Honor stuff. We're going to be doing some TNA stuff, so I'm excited for next year. Um, I spoke to John Fall, like I said before, and, we were, and I, you know, he's like, he, he's like, I'm so pissed, that I can't do the show right now. I said, focus all that energy about about show prep. <laughs> do some fucking show prep, and you'll feel better about life. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm excited because. I'm not, I don't want to lose Ring of Honor. I'm pissed that we're not going to final battle this year because I thought because after last year because of COVID, we were all gonna, we were all excited about this year. Hopefully we'll go to we'll go you know final battle, but they do have venues and stuff booked for next spring already. So it's like I'm not convinced they're gonna sell. I mean they're not they're gonna fold. I feel like they're gonna do the right thing and and rebrand. And I think if Sinclair was smart, he would let that happen. They will not say him. They they will let that happen. Sinclair is just one person. They will let that happen, and at least we know that um, they care about their fans because they they came back and they doing some good things. They brought the pure title back. They had some you know they 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 experimented with the luchas winning t- winning the world championship with Roosh and Bandito. Um, new stables. They the the original Kingdom reunited. Uh, Violence Unlimited, they're doing big things over there. PCO was still lurking around. Dan Housen is a fucking, is a talent. He's he's going to be employed forever if he keeps it up. That guy's funny. He's he's talented, and he can cut a promo. And he's not too bad in the ring either, so he's going to have a job. I'm just excited. I know Marty Skrull just showed up in Puerto Rico last week. He's back. I'm hoping it's 
permanently. I, I I'm excited. Pro, ring. I'm, I'm just excited about wrestling. Period. There's so many good things that that's not Raw and SmackDown. So, and I've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks that we're doing this. Um, it's good times. <laughs> Very good times. So, I didn't see Raw. SmackDown is tonight. There's nothing much more to talk about. Um, I, let's see. Let me just, just check the wrestling websites real quick so I don't miss anything. So, because I don't want you to go away and be like, oh, you didn't say that. You didn't talk about that. I should have asked you guys had questions, but I didn't know I was, I was do, do the show by myself until about an, an hour and a half ago. And then Jay confirmed it, so we'll see what happens here. Um, ROH and AEW stars tease FTR versus the Briscoes. Oh, I, the Briscoes should be on TV every fucking week. I'm sorry, I've been saying it for a decade. Um, Jim Ross is going to buy a weed farm. Good for him. MLW is having a War Games match. They're calling it War Chamber. There's a bunch of talents there. Um, let's see. There was a beef with Charlotte and Becky Lynch. They had to pull them apart. That was crazy. Um, let's see here. What else is going on? I didn't see. Oh, I did. I'm sorry. I'm a liar. I did watch wrestling. I watched Impact's pay per view. Um, let me get, let me pull that up. Let me pull it up. I'm sorry. I'm such a dick. I I fucking I don't write this stuff down. But I did watch. Uh, I think it was, was it Bound for Glory. Yeah, I think I watched it. I did, I watched it on Monday, right? I, um. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, Bound for Glory. Yeah, I did watch this. This was good. Um. Let's see. Hold on, where's my fucking yeah? Let me see, Impact Wrestling. Bound for Glory. There we go. Womp womp womp. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Uh, Gail Kim inducts Awesome Kong into the Hall of Fame. That's pretty cool. Uh, what else here? Jordan Grace. The beautiful and sexy Jordan Grace won the first ever digital media championship, some kind of TV title, and she beat um, John Schuyler, Chelsea Green, Crazy Steve, Madison Rain, and Falaba. And she won it. She hit the Grace Driver on Schuyler to win the match, and then she posted that looks like she was naked. She did a she did a Shawn Michaels Playgirl pose in her hotel room. And I was like, oh, you pose naked? She's like, how do you not know I'm we- maybe I'm wearing a strapless bra and a, and, and a thong, you know? And she's just fucking beautiful. God bless. And Jonathan Gresham's tapping at it. God bless him. To be 25 again? My God, I do fucking terrible things to her. Anyway, moving right along. The Inspiration, a.k.a. the Iconics, came back, and they defeated Decay, Havoc, and Rosemary to win the Knockouts Tag Team Championship. And they cut a promo afterwards, too. Um, Trey Miguel won the X Division title. He fought Steve Macklin and Bullet Club's own El Fantasma. That was a great match. Probably the match of the night. Um, he uh, hit a brain buster on Fantasma, followed by a top rope Meteora to win the championship. Um, speaking of violence, violent by design, Joe Doring and, and Cody Deaner defeated Eric Young, 
Oh, I'm sorry, with Eric Young versus Heath Slater and Rhino. Rhino's no longer with uh, Violent by Design, apparently. He's back with his best friend. And Heath still has kids. Heath's kids have their uncle. <laughs> uncle Rhino. The Call You Shot gauntlet match. Um, let's see. Who won that? Let's see. Who won that? Oh, yeah, the, the Kiss Demon showed up, but Moose won it. Moose won the Call You Shot. He beat Matt Cardona. He eliminated Matt Cardona. So basically, the call your shot match is basically like a money in the bank. You get a little trophy, and you can challenge for any title you want in Impact. So, uh, the Impact Tag Team Championship w- were uh, defended. The Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, um, defeated Finn Juice and Bullet Club, Chris Bay and Hikaloo, Hikaleo. Okay, what was I saying Hikaloo for? But, uh, yeah, so they, they, uh, they retained. That was a good match. Mickey James beat the beautiful Deanna Perrazzo. Mickey Cutlets wins the the, win, the knockouts championship. That was a pretty good match. That that music annoys me though. The music hardcore country. No one cares. But yeah, Deanna Perrazzo is fucking beautiful. By the way, she she can get it too. Then then he announced that uh, Hard to Kill is coming to Texas January eighth, coming to Dallas. And then the title match: Josh Alexander, who was just on Uncle Eddie's Ham Radio last week or two weeks ago. Uh, defeated Christian Cage to win the title. Good match. Very good match. But, you know, things happen. Things happen. Moose came out after the match and cashed in his <laughs> fucking, his call you shot trophy and he beat Josh Alexander to become the, the new uh, Impact champion. So, there you go. That was uh, Impact and I'm, I, it wasn't terrible, you know. But I watched it Monday at work while I was working. It's pretty cool. So that's gonna do it for me. I'm done. Uh, I don't want. Like I said, I didn't want to do this, but I figured I'll just give you guys something because um, it is what it is. So we'll play some music and we'll get the fuck out of here, huh? Let's see here. Let's do this. Lower this. Blah blah blah. Da da da. Now, when I was a kid, you had to be careful on Halloween because they threw fucking batteries at you and they had eggs. Threw eggs at you. Fucking, they hit you with nair. Fucked up these kids were. But anyway, you guys don't know the social media handles. We're on Facebook all the time. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. Actually, I'm on TikTok. Just look up my name. It's EMT Big Dog 74. I don't do much on there. I just watch videos every night of guys opening up baseball cards. So. Have a great rest of your weekend. Happy Halloween. Eat a lot of candy. And um, that's pretty much it. Take care, comb your hair, and good night, Gracie. The girls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. Included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was Rocky Horror digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the mash. 
They played the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They played the mash. It caught on in a flash. They played the mash.